Hey everyone, welcome to the Green Chair Conversation Podcast. This is the open, honest, authentic space for us to have dialogue together on life through the lens of faith. It's a space to listen, to grow, to be encouraged, and maybe even challenged as we navigate life together. I'm Pastor Jessica Morris, and I'm excited to welcome you to today's conversation. Today, we have the huge honor to sit down with Memphis's own Joe Williams. Joe Williams is a Memphis born and raised entrepreneur with a focus on finding and creating ways to give back. Joe is the founder of Agape North, a cause-based clothing company that donates uniforms to students in need, as well as Give Clean, Mission Wear, and the Lionheart Foundation. Joe has a passion, and might I say gift, for finding creative ways to give. In this episode, Joe shares his entrepreneurial journey to finding his niche. He shares the highs and lows as well as practical, practical ways we can discover our gifts, get creative with giving, and take some risks. So let's get to it and meet Joe Williams in The Green Chair. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for being here. Excited to be here. This is really exciting. Okay, so uh, many people probably know you, know of you, but I want to I want to <laughs> hear some about your story. Sure. So you are born and raised Memphis. Mm-hmm. That's I, exciting. Um, born and raised. Okay. Uh, my father was a pastor for eighteen years. Okay. Um, so I grew up as a PK, which is a good and bad. Can yeah. be scary. <laughs> yeah. I try not to get too crazy. Um, and then I went to University of Memphis. Okay. So I mean, this is what I know. I know our city. I've learned to love and adapt to it. I like the grind of who we are. Um, yeah. And looking at other cities, my wife went to University of Texas. Oh, okay. Uh, love Austin, but we this was home. Yeah. Um, and so we put our roots here. And I got into medical sales and yep. then started venturing into playing around. Okay. I'm sure you Okay, so tell us about your family. You're married. Yeah. How long have you been married? Married 16 years and three weeks. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Um, thanks. I've got three boys, a okay. nine-year-old, six-year-old, and a three-year-old boy. Okay. Y'all so are my, busy. Yeah, my life is a little <laughs> hectic. Uh, sports are starting to happen. Okay. And so okay. we were planning this morning about what are we going to do this summer? Uh, yeah. What does that look like? And yeah. do we have any down weeks um, yeah. to do whatever we want to do as a family? So, yeah. yeah. It gets hectic. Yeah. Okay. So awesome. I love, so you started in medical sales. You mm-hmm. graduate from University of Memphis. You get into medical sales and then kind of start taking us through this to get to Agape. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I did a job here in Memphis where I okay. sold office supplies. Okay. Local, just kind of learn how to do mm-hmm. basics, how to sell a product, really. I uh, learned a lot from this godly man and then knew I wanted to kind of venture into medical sales and what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started dabbling with some larger companies and I, I got a job. It took me a lot of interviews to get it. Got it, worked for a year and a half, and then wanted to get a little bit more niched into certain um, cardiac medical sales. Did that company out of Atlanta and did that for nine years. And so over those, I would say the last six years of being in medical sales, I just didn't feel moved. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know the right way to put it. Mm. As humbly as I can, I did really well. um, Mm -hmm. And I really couldn't figure out why. I'm like, I'm not the greatest sales guy. But I think people bought my story. They understood. I was honest. I was real. I think the doctors liked that I would just talk to them about products and not trying to push products. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like that is how I was able to move things about. Um, didn't want to move up to management. Kept saying no to do these things and just didn't feel like 
That's what God had planned for me. I was volunteering with the church I was at at that time. My wife and I were volunteering with the high school kids. And I saw, I was just trying to find like a way to give. Okay. Um, I had done Habitat for Humanity. Mm-hmm. I had done home renovation projects up in East Tennessee. Um, and I'm not a carpenter. And every time they would say, hey, can you go take, can you do the roof? I'm like, why the roof? Um, I, I don't do any of this well. So um, I, then I did like breakfast for the homeless events. I did all these things and I left feeling just okay. I knew it was the right thing to do. So I knew mm-hmm. that was important. But I know people that loved it that were like, hey, this meant so much to me. And I left thinking, eh, it just mm-hmm. wasn't moving. Mm-hmm. Um so I started thinking and praying, like, what can I do that is fits who I am um, and still give? And so that's how Agape was started. That's really neat. Okay, and so uh, tell us a little bit about Agape. Sure. One, I probably should preface, it's Agape North because no, there's, yes, yes, yes. there's Agape. Because there's Agape family. Yes, um, I liked the name. We say it's God's love for mankind, and that's mm. why we called it Agape. And we say our you know love comes from above, and so that's why we added North. But what we do is screen print and embroidery, and for everything that we sell, we donate uniforms to kids in need. So okay. up to date, we've given about 175,000 uniforms to kids all over the world. Um, started international and then started seeing, I did a local donation with three schools here and really pushed me to say, in our own city, kids haven't seen the river. Hmm. I don't have to go to Guatemala or mm-hmm. Africa to give. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we really flip-flopped. We started giving 80% of our uniforms local. Okay. Um, so really big change for us to say, we're here to care for our city first. Okay. Um, and it really helped our clients connect. Mm-hmm. So if you're Hope Prez and you have um, yeah. multiple schools that you care for in our city, we'll help you go give to those schools, right? Okay. So it's just deeper that connection. Okay. So our clients really like the involvement of saying, whether I know a school or don't locally, I'm going to help you get plugged in into a part that you maybe don't know. Okay. So I think we are hopefully expanding people's minds to of ways to give, which is part of kind of my story. Yeah. I couldn't find my way. So yeah. Okay. And so I love um, part of well, first of all, going back a little bit on your story with T-shirts. Mm-hmm. So like, why? How, I mean, you were doing medical sales, and then all of a sudden you start you're volunteering at this church, and then you're starting to see sure. a little bit of a need. Um, number one, why t-shirts? And then number two, when do you make that shift? I mean, you, you said you were doing both and, right, at one point? Right. So I started a copy in 2010. Okay. Um, and I didn't fully dive in until 2014. Okay. Uh, why t-shirts? I'll go back to that first. Yeah. So I actually started with Vineyard Vines was a very popular brand. I was at a suburb church. Tom's was popular. And I just thought, what about if we took a brand like a Vineyard Vines, a high quality something and made it give, right? Mm-hmm. Um and I started with that as a brand. I thought I could sell this across the Southeast and create this Lion logo that we have as a branded mm-hmm. item. Manufactured it. Honestly, kind of flopped. Um, didn't fail c- tremendously. I just didn't have the marketing background to, to take it to another level. Mm-hmm. And so at that church, I knew they were buying T-shirts for summer camps, um, for different events. I had some friends in the Junior League of Memphis. These mm-hmm. women asked me, could you do a custom T-shirt for me? I said, sure. Mm-hmm. And then I spoke at a Junior League event. And then hmm. it kind of opened the floodgates. And what was so um, moving for me was it took us out of being the spotlight. Hmm. It wasn't about myself and this brand that was created. It was about our brand and about making our client the hero. Mm-hmm. And all we were was a middleman. Hmm. And I think that's when God really stepped in and helped us grow. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I was actually struggling, like, what am I doing? I'm still doing medical. I'd go to church every Sunday and think, man, I'm doing the wrong thing, but I couldn't pull out. I couldn't mm-hmm. leave. Mm-hmm. I couldn't leave the money. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's hard. Um, it's comfortable. I, yeah, I had a, yeah. I had, you, you were married right at the time? I was married. I had a three-year-old and a six-month-old. So it feels very safe and comfortable just yes. to keep doing what you're doing. And then God decided that I'm going to get you fired. Um, <laughs> I had never been written up, never got a memo, but I got fired. And I got fired on a because I had a conversation with a boss, and I just was telling him what I thought about the situation and I had told them about Agape North. I'm like, I help these groups. This is what we do. We donate. Mm-hmm. And they called and said, we're going in a different direction. We think your mind is heavily into your own little company. Hmm. And I'm like, I looked up. I was driving down the road, pulled over, called my wife and said, I'll be home for dinner. We're diving in. And <laughs> I haven't, we haven't looked back. That's crazy. So it was one of those things to me that was definitely a God moment. It couldn't have been yeah. anything else. Because yeah. if, I was, if I decided to quit, I could have always gone back. Mm-hmm. But because I was fired, I, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. So it I kind was, of forced you mm-hmm. to have to really go full It in. forced me to do stuff. And that's where you're like, as believers, we want, I, I always say, God, if I'm doing something wrong, I need you to do it. Mm-hmm. Because I know that if I'm yours, you need to rein me in because mm-hmm. I'll struggle. Mm-hmm. And what I, I so love about your story, and I was just talking with you about this, is just this idea, and it's kind of our theme for this interview, is finding finding your niche. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, I'm, everybody wanted you to do the roof. I wanted you to do the construction and then, or give over here or go do these different things. You just couldn't really place it. Right. And then you kind of start diving in with Agape North, with the t-shirts and finding right. a way to, to kind of find your niche, if you will. It was very eye-opening for me because it was immediate. Now, uh, in 2010, I was 33 years old. Okay. So it took me a while to mm-hmm. me, to your point, to mm-hmm. find my niche in giving. I struggled through multiple different things, but once it happened, it was like a click. It was a light bulb. All mm. of a sudden, this is what I'm supposed to do. I can give so much more than I ever could personally mm-hmm. by creating this company and having a giving. Mm-hmm. And then it's now it's yeah. spurred to multiple. And what, yeah, that's what I was going to say is I want to hear about that because it starts with Agape North and then it just kind of grows. I mean, you have all these different wings, if you will. Yeah. Um, and... 2014, I dove fully in, and then in 2017, I had an employee, a refugee named Moses, mm-hmm. um, that came to work for us. Loved him, loved his heart, um, and I thought, what about if I could find a way? He was working at Sam's Club all night, and then working for me during the day, driving our van. I'm like, this is probably not the safest thing to do, to have a guy who works all night long also drive. Uh, but he was just an amazing person, and I thought, how do I get him out of nights? Mm-hmm. He did it for 12 years and told me that God's been good. I sleep two hours a day for 12 years. Wow. And I'm like, I couldn't do that a week, much mm-hmm. less 12 mm-hmm. years. So um, I reached out to some of our schools, charter schools that we were serving. I said, if I created a cleaning company and hired a refugee base to start, and here's how I would do it with our same leadership team, what would you think? Um, and I went to five schools, and they all gave me their contracts and said, do it. Wow. So I immediately became a commercial cleaning company, <laughs> and we formed Give Clean um, okay. and Give Clean its name says what we do. We yeah. clean so that we can give. It's pretty uh-huh. easy. Uh, 10% of our profits goes to our foundation. And what it does is it really lets us do some international giving way more than we could. Mm-hmm. Um, we've started a medical clinic in Uganda, a secondary school in Uganda. Uh, we just recently, our board just voted to help in Pakistan to help um, 144 girls out of a bad situation and human trafficking mm-hmm. um, all through a believer's men- mentality. It, mm-hmm. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So it's really kind of helped us go into a new animal. And then once I learned how to do number two, 
I feel like people say, once you've done one, you kind of realize it's true mm-hmm. and you kind of get that itch. Yeah. And so now we have a janitorial supply house. We've got, I sort of give green. Uh-huh. We're going to do commercial uh, landscape. Okay. Um, and all of it has a giving arm. And so everything we do has to have a giving arm. It's who we are. That's really, really neat. Okay, so uh, you kind of touched on um, pieces of this, and I'd love to hear lessons along the way. Like, it sounds like you did some things you said they didn't work, so lessons from failures, lessons from things that have succeeded. I mean, like, what are some main lessons for you? Um, One of my main thoughts on what to do, like, I I hate to think what would I do differently, right? Or failure, because failure usually helps me to grow. But I do know that times where I have failed is when I didn't jump in, which Mm. sounds odd. You, if I sat down and tried to think, what would I do? Do I need this write out some three, five-year plan? Hmm. It failed, which sounds very different from business yeah. 101. Yeah. Write out a plan, go to the bank, I'm the opposite. Hmm. If, if you feel that God's spurring you to do something, fully go. And that helps me um, jump straight in hmm. and to say, okay, God, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take a risk. You're going to have to help me along the way. Mm-hmm. When I don't and I sit back is usually when I think I get puffed up a little bit mm-hmm. and I think it's my plan and it falls. Mm. So when I did this manufacturing of polos and stuff, when we were yeah. doing, I, I bought a ton of women polos. <laughs> Not many women wear a lot of polos. Yeah. And I only bought small, medium, and large. Okay. And they could have fit, the large could have fit a 16-year-old. Okay. Uh, horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and like I just things I didn't yeah, know, right? Yeah. And I thought I knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So I've learned to test the market, mm-hmm. talk to some people, and trust what God wants in your heart. Mm-hmm. That's that really sense? good. Yeah, and I love too that um, one of the things I was even thinking about the um, the the give or the cleaning company. Give clean. Give clean. And uh, one of the things I was thinking about that is you just start this cleaning company. And I think sometimes we think we kind of have to have all the answers, right. you know, and I, I love that you, I mean, I'm sure you had oh, to learn. Oh, we failed. Oh, we were horrible. Yeah. I mean, you got to learn along the we way, did. but that's that's okay. That's healthy in a sense. It was, um, one thing that's really important to me is like the people trusted us because of Agape. Yeah. We had built some yeah. trust, one, yeah. to take a risk in us because of what we do with giving. Mm-hmm. And then they knew, I'm like, look, we got to learn. Mm-hmm. And they were okay with letting us kind of learn on the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, the first six months. There were a lot of nights I'd have to go up and help clean. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember leaving one of our groups, left a vacuum cleaner in a daycare like room. Mm-hmm. We left. I mean, we just, mm-hmm. yeah, there are countless mistakes. <laughs> but but it learn. takes time, yeah. and you learn, and you hone in, and you get better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if your people know you, right? Mm-hmm. I think this goes back to, if I think back to where I was good um, in sales, how? Because I didn't like, I'm not good. I met so many great sales guys, and that was not my personality. But I think people trusted me, and so I started utilizing those skills of how do I convince people, like, yes, I might fail, Mm -hmm. but here's who we are. Mm -hmm. Here's why we're doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, Give Clean empowers people. I mean, Mm -hmm. we tell people we help our employees thrive instead of survive. Mm -hmm. How do we do that? I mean, we pay them well. We give them insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, Easter's coming up. Every single employee gets a ham. We try to do things for our people Mm -hmm. that are way above and beyond because we think it's important. Mm -hmm. And those are why our clients are like, we're going to work with them. Mm-hmm. They're going to get past some of our failures. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, and I was going to uh, hone in on the the things that you do within your company because you said there's a bunch of little like you don't you do handwritten thank you notes? Didn't you say that? Right. We like I try there's to little things. Yeah, yeah, I I have horrible handwriting. I blame it on being <laughs> left-handed, but um, maybe I should have been a doctor. But I I write little handwritten notes to people. We have everyone on our team write handwritten notes. We have a spreadsheet to keep up um, how to do it right. 
We have monthly mission moments. We call them our um meeting. <laughs> and once a month, we bring in food for our internal team. And everybody comes. Uh, we have a guest speaker. Our president of our foundation talks. And we tell our internal team why we work here. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't believe it and they don't understand, then it's never going to work. Yeah. Um, and so they need to hear. We'll do Zoom calls with Africa. We'll do Zoom calls with Pakistan. We'll bring in. Um, we brought in Tim Johnson over mm-hmm. at... Mm-hmm. Um, he's been on the green chair. Has he really? Yeah, That's yeah. Funny, small world. We brought him in. We know him, and we were talking about because he's his church is over near our our yes. Tillman office. Yes. And so, just to kind of engage our people, if they do their job right, mm-hmm. then our our name will be fine. Yeah. And it's it is. It's all those small things, whether it's for our internal team or our external, mm-hmm. our customers. Like, how mm-hmm. do they feel us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they need to feel really the giving. Mm-hmm. Um, so every year we make sure whether you're going and donating uniforms yourself. Or you didn't come, and you didn't get to come, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Or you're with GiveClean and we're giving in Pakistan. We're going to tell you what you did. Because mm. we want you to be a part of it. It's not us. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. We can't do it. It's yeah. about them. Yeah, yeah. And I love, too, that you're, it's just your mission is so clear. Like your focus is so, it's everything. It has this wing and arm and foundation of giving. So sure. you're building these different, not silos, but you're building sure. these yeah. companies, if you will. Mm-hmm. And you're just having it focused on that. So I, I would love... Um, even as I'm thinking through um, just people listening, people listening, I was having a conversation with you, is I think there's a lot of people that can relate to, it just feels like there's so many different ways we can give. Mm-hmm. We can we can, we can can give to so many different organizations within our church, outside our church, within our city. It just feels very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And it feels like we can get kind of lost in it. And so I would love any reminders, challenges, encouragements for people listening on what would you tell them in, in finding their niche, whether it's giving or what, how they can kind of give back to our community, sure. what that would look like? What, what would you say to them? My first is, is always keep trying because yeah. I feel like people give up. Um, and Memphis has more nonprofits than I think anywhere per capita in the country. And so how do we, there is a lot, it's almost overwhelming, right? There's, I mean, even just taking some of the basics of there's streets, there's ma'am. Like, which, uh, yeah. how do you dissect those and know? Because yes. they're all awesome and they all have, they all serve a purpose. I think, I, to me, I always tell people to start with your church, find out where you can get involved there. Because I do think that's the most mm-hmm. important thing. Because then you can plug in. Like, if you don't know enough about um, life choices, then you, you're usually your church will and you can go from there. But thinking outside the box, I think, is probably my number one key takeaway for people is to mm. think. Um, which sounds very simple, mm-hmm. but I think when I was volunteering, it was just action, hmm. and I got told, "Go here, go do that. You're volunteering. Go do this. Go do that." Mm-hmm. And there's always a type A person that's leading it, and it's fine. But <laughs> for someone like me, who's yeah. not, who's just going to be do what I'm told in those situations, yeah. it's okay to do those. But then think, what can mm-hmm. I do differently? How can I? What do I? What do I enjoy about it? Hmm. Is there something I can learn about it? Is there somebody that's already doing it? Right, because mm-hmm. we don't need to just go form something every five minutes. Yeah, yeah. But there's ways to figure it out. Um, and that's one of the, the beauties to me about what Agape does is when we say, hey, come to our school, give to them pre-COVID. Um, <laughs> come to our school and learn. I mean, we had clients who were saying, hey, I have a, um, I have a construction company. Can I come in and plant flowers? Because I can do that at cost, hmm. right? Um, I can go in and paint for them. Um, we have a church that adopted a, one of the school's athletic programs and brought them in to do athletics at their facility. So I think hopefully for us, those are the best stories for us is like expanding these people's minds of thinking, get out of your little bubble, right? Yeah, and I yeah. live in a bubble, but they see what's all around you and finding that niche and giving, but don't give up because mm-hmm. it took me to me till 33 to find 
what it is I liked. And that was yeah. just because God moved me there. Yeah. Um, and then listening to like what your heart say. Yeah. If you walk away from a donation or a, a volunteer event and it didn't feel right, go find a different one. Yeah. Like, don't just feel like you gotta they're do all that way, right? Yeah. yeah. Because I, I think I would have been stuck in just being in medical sales. Yeah. Um, and I think your kids, if you have kids, they, not you, but yeah. everyone, general. Uh, the general public, <laughs> um, your kids need to see you enjoy volunteering. Mm-hmm. And if you do it out of just because it's the right thing to do, mm-hmm. I, I think that's just almost just as bad as, I'd almost rather you not. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's all. Yeah, that's really, really good. And I, um, I I love, too, that what you're saying is like this enjoyment factor in it. Like how, you know, finding something that you really do enjoy in sure. your niche with um, and I even think, too, part of it has to do with, like, what's right in front of you. Correct. Like, I mean, yeah. for you, yeah. it was youth ministry. Mm-hmm. You're volunteering. You saw they're buying a ton of T-shirts all mm-hmm. the time. I mean, Always. our youth ministry has bought T-shirts Always. from you guys. Yes. Uh, we have done it in different ministries here at Hope. I mean, I think that's a cool thing. Yeah. But it, that was what was right in front of you. It was T-shirts. And yes. you, I never would have thought, you know. Well, that's why, I, that's why I always urge people to think. Yes. Because I think I get stuck, too, and where am I going? What am I doing? What's on my calendar? And move. Um, and it's even probably even harder now, but thinking outside the box, I think is a huge challenge for us to mm-hmm. see to your point, what's in front of me, but also think about what's in front of you, not yeah. just do it. Yeah. I met a guy today for lunch, uh, one of our employees and he was like five minutes late and he goes, I'm so sorry. I was on the call. I guess I was just, um, you know, trying to figure out navigating without even thinking. <laughs> I'm like, How? but he got there to some extent, but it took him a while. So, I mean, like, yeah. so focus in a little <laughs> bit to get where you're going. Yeah, that's good. I like to, you told me, um, also knowing what your gifts are and what they aren't. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big piece in it. I think it's easy, especially in our social media world, right? Sure. Like it's easy to look at all these people doing, because awesome. even you would say, not everybody's called to start a nonprofit. Like no. not everybody's called to do this. Like don't look at your thing and think that's what no. I have to do. Yes, and I would also say, like you said, about own, honing like who you are and what yes. your gifts are. My, yes. I tell all the time, I am not a leader. It is not my strength. I like to think of ideas. I'm, I always tell people I'm an aloof leader. I come <laughs> in, I try to rah-rah people, <laughs> yeah. talk about what we do, get them motivated, come up with some crazy ideas that they think, and get out of their way. And then put the people that are caring for our people in the right spots. Hmm. Um, if... If I, I've tried to manage people when we were really starting and I had to lead them, it's just not my gift. Mm. I couldn't do it well. Mm-hmm. So learning, yes, how to, how to give and learning what you do well, I think will really help people find that niche in giving. Yeah, that's really good. Okay, so any final thoughts, any final reminders you want to leave people with um, in regards to finding their niche and what that looks like? And Yeah, I thought hard about that one um, because, again, this feels like I'm saying the same thing, but I do think it's think. Yeah, um, I, I like that. Though. If I if I put myself, if I was listening to this and I had twenty minutes on a podcast and I was listening to what we were talking about, what is my takeaway that I would want to hear? It's something quick and easy, right? Mm-hmm. And it's easy to say, go find your niche in giving. Well, that doesn't. Somebody might not be able to figure that out quickly. Yeah. But I do think everybody can start to think a little differently in mm-hmm. how they approach giving. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, we don't need fifty eight more nonprofits started tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Not because. Mm-hmm. Unless you have a great idea and it's not there. Yeah. But there's always so many good ways to get involved. Yeah. And I would start with your church and find mm-hmm. out from there. And then I love basketball, right? So if I'm going to go, I'm going to go help ma'am or I'm going to go help streets or I'm going to mm-hmm. go help 
somebody in that arena that I know because that's a passion. Mm-hmm. Find what that passion is before you jump in and start giving. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's and really And then, cool. I guess lastly, I would say, go do it, yeah. right? Because I sat around and mm-hmm. pondered it for too long. <laughs> and now I feel like the best things I do is when I jump in and let God go mm. and get out of the way. I like that. So think and then go and do it. Yeah. That's really, really good. It feels like a hope thing. <laughs> it does feel like a hope thing. Uh, thank you so much for being yes, here with us and sharing your information and wisdom. And this has been really, really great. I enjoyed it. Thank Thanks you. For thank having you me. so much. Just me. And that is a wrap for our Green Chair Conversation with Joe Williams. Thank you so much for being here with us. Remember, today's conversation doesn't have to end here. I would love to connect with you and hear your thoughts about today's conversation or even topics or people you want to hear from. So please feel free to send me an email. Also, we'd love for you to take a moment and encourage someone today by sharing this conversation with a friend. You can also watch any previous conversations at hopechurchmemphis.com GCC or on YouTube as well as listen on any podcast apps. Love you guys and I'll see you next week week.